Welcome to the Coffee Journey Podcast, where you can sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy your day. Here, experts and passionate coffee drinkers share their takes on what it is to enjoy a coffee, whether it's driving in your car, walking your dog, or at the office. The Sisitano team brings you the experience you need. Enjoy. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where in the world you're listening to us. This is Payman Lorenzo, your host for the uh, Coffee Journey podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Bia. I had the pleasure of meeting her last weekend during our um, during a conference in Shenzhen. And uh, she's an amazing lady, a great fan, and she's an expert in coffee. And she showed me how the typical Brazilian coffee is made. It was absolutely amazing because it's very simple the way they, they do it, but it's so efficient, so fast, and the coffee tastes absolutely amazing. So she's gonna tell us about her, about how about it more. So thank you for being on the show. How are you today, Bia? Hi, Lorenzo. Hi. Good morning from Shenzhen. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I have a little bit of feedback, so I might be a little slow answering you. <laughs> How okay. are you? I'm very good, very good on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning here. So uh, again, it's a pleasure to have you here. I love the way you showed me how the Brazilians make the coffee. It's so simple, so fast, yet so efficient and so amazing. So we're going to talk about that. But first, please tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, wow. I am a regular Brazilian. I was brought up, obviously, in a home where in the morning you drink your coffee and uh, you come back home um, after uh, work. And um, you uh, usually, if, you're, if you live close to home, you go home for lunch yep. uh, at about uh, uh, middle, of the, middle of the day, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, you have your cafezinho. Uh-huh. Um, coffee is part of uh, meeting, uh, uh, is an excuse to talk. Nobody said, oh, let's chat. Everybody says in Brazil, oh, let's have a cafezinho, which is meaning a small chat with a coffee. All right. And so that's how I was brought up. Awesome. In the afternoon when you come home, you do not have uh, dinner, but you have some sort of, a, I would say, a snack. And again, you have your café con leche, your coffee with milk, or you're just your your typical café coado if you don't drink it with milk. So that's how I was brought up. And um, at the age of uh, 15, or close to 15, I moved to England. Wow. And uh, I stayed in England uh, for, for a number of years. And then I moved back to Brazil. Um, and from there, I... Uh, Many years later, I married my uh, wonderful husband who took me around the world. Well, then I ended up in Shenzhen and I've been in Shenzhen uh, December 9th, like I was telling you, uh, for 15 years. Wow, that's awesome. So basically, that's my life story. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what do you do? Uh, what's your business? What's uh, in a nutshell? Um In a nutshell, um, in Shanghai, where I lived for 10 and a half years, I was an interior designer. I am an interior designer, but I had a store and I had an interior design business, uh, which when I moved to Shenzhen, I either continued the business or I kind of reinvented myself. And um, I decided not to continue the interior design business here 
because initially we were going to live in Shenzhen only for three years. And I knew it would take about that much time to connect again, uh, to make people understand what I did there, get referrals from Shanghai to mm-hmm. Shenzhen. So I read a very nice book by the, uh, is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, how to pronounce his name, Tom Makowski. And he is, um, it's not Tom, Tom's is his brand, the shoes. Mm-hmm. And it said that um, what st- stuck to me, doing something that he liked, but something that uh, uh, affected other people. So it, it, it's just, uh, he's in the business of helping people. I and, um, and I love I- that. And uh, my husband endorsed me and said, I can support you, go ahead. And then I started a community center in Shenzhen and uh, met a guy who had a business networking group. Okay. I joined him. And when he left for Jakarta, when Alan Brown left for Jakarta, I took over Abnet, Asia Business Network. And I do that full time. And as a business, I connect with my members and I then join their projects Mm -hmm. and I market and sell their projects. And this is how I end up having an income. That's that's awesome. But the, the business group is is a, a company, but it's a not-for-profit company. It's to help solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small size sizes, especially partners living in China, to connect, to find services, and, and, and to be supported, very much like a family. We support each other, awesome. and we help each other in business. That's what I do today. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, now let's get back to, to coffee. Uh, uh, Brazil has a, such a huge coffee culture. Where did it came from? When did it start? And when did coffee first make it to Brazil? Well, Brazil has a, a very long history of coffee. The plant originally came from Ethiopia. Ah. in um, in uh, Africa. Okay. And then was first brought to Brazil by some French settlers okay. who established themselves in the northwest of Brazil where the Amazon forest is, in the Pará state. Ah, okay. A state called Pará, mm-hmm. where, where it's close to the Amazon forest. So it was early 18th century. I see. And that's very north of Brazil, and uh, and unlike the U.S. or or, or Canada, where you have uh, more, it's, the north is more industrial. Yeah. Brazil is the opposite. Brazil is more developed in the south. Yes. What happened is that it spread throughout from the north. It spread along uh, the shore of Brazil, the coastal east of Brazil, yes. and it followed the growth of the sugarcane plantation, which was at the time in the 19th century, sorry, in the 18th century, the main economic activity in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, uh, from the 1820s, so the 19th century on, coffee began really in Brazil to occupy the position of the most exported product. Yes. And it was exported all over the, the world, especially to uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. And by 1840, 20 years later, Brazil became the largest coffee exporter in the world. Yes. So that's where coffee, how it originated uh, in, in Brazil. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. And uh, I did notice uh, the, the huge coffee culture when I was in my 
and my uh, frequent travels to Brazil. And yeah, that's something I really enjoyed in Brazil. Now, a few days ago, you showed me uh, how to make the typical Brazilian coffee, which is called Café Coado. Can you tell us more about the Café Coado, how it's made and why it's made that way, please? Well, um, because of the, 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 the sales of coffee, the exports of coffee from Brazil. So Brazil uh, uh, was told by all their uh, buyers how their buyers run coffee. So Italy became a huge influencer in the way Brazilians drink coffee with their espresso um, and, uh, and uh, other countries, but mainly, mainly Italy and Germany, their coffee, you know, how they brew their coffee. But in Brazil, people uh, regarded coffee was expensive for Brazilians. Mm -hmm. And and was like a, 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 a almost like a like chocolate when it began like a like a, a small treat. So Brazilians had to find a way of brewing their coffee which was less expensive. Mm, and uh, and then what they what they did and because of course you know uh, Brazil is still a third world country and, and back when and then um, more so. Uh, you know, there, it, we, we, we couldn't afford to buy expensive tools to make our coffee. Uh, okay. the, uh, Brazil was a, it, still a, a very closed economy for imported products, so we did not have access um, to, you know, uh, the drip coffee machines and all that uh, uh, wonderful coffee equipment. Mm -hmm. So the Brazilians devised a small cloth um, bag um, uh, built like a sieve. So you have a handle and you have a cloth hanging from this handle and they would put minimum powder there um, uh, and then they would drop hot water through this sieve and, and, and make what they called Drip, it's drip coffee, but it, it's a different ratio powder and water. Okay. And it's made by hand, so it's café coado. Mm -hmm. And and what it does, it dilutes the coffee a lot. And that depending on the roast to use, which at home you usually use mild or medium roast. Okay. So you're drinking a very watery coffee that today in America they call it americano. Okay. And uh, because it has larger content of water. Mm. All the Brazilians, you know, drink coffee to this day. If you go to any bakery in Brazil, uh, they will ask you. Espresso, pingado, which is with the café con leche, the, the, the added milk, or it is café coado. Mm, okay? Okay. So it's not like fancy, like have the foam in the machine and comes all like so made by hand. Yeah, I was uh, watching some uh, some videos because I was very curious about the when you said cafe pingado, and I saw that there was different styles of cafe pingado. You can either mix it with coffee, with sorry, with milk. You can pingado with milk uh, or, or, or half and half. Uh, can you tell us more yeah. about the different styles of cafe okay. pingado? Yeah, well, uh, pingado. Uh, the word pingo comes from a drop. Okay. So Brazilians don't actually want to have café con leite. Some Brazilians want to have a drop of milk yes, yes. <laughs> into their coffee. Yes. So, so that's where it comes from. 
Okay. Uh, so um, uh, in English, what, what would that be? Because you have the the ways of drinking coffee. You have the white. Uh, there is a name I forgot now. Help me here. Is yeah. when you 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 have a white coffee, yeah. which is more than a latte, right? Okay. Yeah. I I honestly I I, I, then, I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of the word yeah, right you now. Know, I, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. escaped my 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 mind, and um, yeah, they call it white coffee. That's what they call it, I which see. is a larger amount of I milk see. to mm -hmm. coffee. Okay. And then you have latte, okay. which is basically half and a half. Okay. Uh, and in Brazil, they use this word meio a meio, which is half and a half, mm. instead of café com leite. Café com leite is a very well known word too. And then you have pingado, which is this drop of milk. Mm -hmm. Uh, on the side into your coffee. Yeah, and café con leche. It, it, and then it's a coado, which yeah. is the more watered version of um, of uh, an espresso or a machine produced coffee. But this only happened lately. I would okay. say 20th century, okay. like 1930s, 40s, when they started to become more mechanized, the, the way to make coffee. Because okay. then the machines were making the coffee. So okay. then, these terms derived from 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 what people were tasting. So okay. they wanted the coffee from that specific shop, but it was too strong. wasn't the coado okay. version. They had the coado version, but to sell more coffee, they introduced this new one, which is a little bit stronger. Okay. And then people started saying con leite or pingado or half and a half. Okay. So the question uh, I have now is: uh, Do you because we talked about uh, cafe pingado? Do you add tea? Or mix tea with your cafe pingado? No, um, maybe it's a business for someone to start adding things to cafe pingado <laughs> or coado. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting. You know, you see all this bubble tea, right? Yeah, exactly. The tea with the milk. I mean, why can't they make like bubble coffee? Mm. That could be a wonderful business. Exactly. So you take cafe coado. Which is which is watered down, and you add the the tapioca balls and the and some tea to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have your your bubble coffee. Oh, could be one, but okay. no. In uh, Brazil, uh, café coado is only uh, water and coffee, and then some people would add sugar to it. Okay. Um, but that's added by the people that I are see. ordering, not not added to the the coffee. Okay. Um, and on the café coado. At home, sometimes people would put it into a thermos. Mm -hmm. And if the family is a, a, a coado with sugar, it would be sugar added. But but no. And pinga is only a droplet of milk. Full milk. I see. Yeah, today you can say, oh, 2% or, you know, fat-free. Okay. Yeah. But uh, usually it was a droplet milk mm. you mentioned uh, adding sugar to uh, to your coffee talking about that americans in general prefer to drink a lighter or weaker coffee with milk and sugar brazilians on the other hand like to drink their coffee dark and very strong why is that that brazilians prefer to drink their, their coffee very strong while americans prefer light lighter and, and weaker you know and and forgive me americans <laughs> <laughs> if I am going to be offending anybody, I think that Americans acquired the coffee drinking culture from larger companies, for example, like Starbucks. Yes. 
and um, and and Starbucks doesn't sell a, a experience; they sell a new way drinking coffee. Yes, right, mixed with yeah. with cream, mixed with high fructose corn syrup. All the pumps they order, all the order, all the flavors, and and I am not sure, you know, how uh, how to answer. But from my experience, I think that's. That's why, because when coffee actually took off in America, which was, I would say, uh, uh, um, uh, 20th century, 21st century, right? Yes. Um, uh, um, it, it came in um, uh, dressed up with makeups. And in Brazil, <laughs> it started in the 19th century. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and people have the culture of drinking how it was. Here. Mm-hmm. And in Brazil also, uh, we don't have many blends. Yeah. We have brands, and that's a very So we have, for example, some brands, and I can name a few, Kasiki or Damasco from where I come from. They are not blends. They are just brands of coffee. And the difference is it's one type of coffee bean, Arabica, mm-hmm. coming from one location. They're, they're local farms. And it's just a different roast. So in Brazil, when you buy your coffee, you buy the mild, medium. You buy them a dark roast, extra dark roast. But you buy a brand. Like in America, you buy, and I'm going to also advertise Starbucks again. Or, uh, you know, I don't know how Cicitano will, will, will sell their coffee, if you will sell coffee. But then the Cicitano brand which yes. is coffee imported from various regions of the world, yes. various beans, yeah. various crops, and they are roasted, and then they are blended together after they are ground. Okay. And that is something doesn't happen in Brazil. Okay. The blend. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, some companies are starting to do a morning blend. Yeah, I see. Okay. Right? But yeah. but it's not common. We still buy brands, and they market coffee is marketed in Brazil as brands rather than blends. I see. Okay, that's very interesting. Yes, we will be uh, selling our own uh, brand of uh, coffee at Cicitano. We're looking at uh, quite a few. Want to offer uh, coffee from various parts of the world, from Italy, from Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, as well as from uh, from Kenya and other uh, producing. Uh, coffee countries in the world so we want to offer the full international flavor to our to our uh, to our customers so yeah that's interesting thank you for all this detail uh one more another question i have about uh, brazilians is uh, i know in, in brazil coffee is huge but who, who drinks coffee is this coffee more an old guy thing for office workers blue collar workers uh, athletes or who exactly is the typical coffee drinker in brazil Everyone. <laughs> and I remember growing up, growing up, and I was never told by my parents, you cannot drink coffee because it has caffeine. Uh-huh. Never. So I always drank coffee. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I didn't drink chocolate milks or Nesquik, all these other stuff that they, you know, the, 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 they, they, they have their kids drink. We always drank coffee. I see. Since I remember... Consciously, me growing up, I always drank café com leite, café pingado, coado. Yeah. Mm. Everybody. So it's not. It, and that's uh, and that's what I was telling in the beginning. Café coado is cheap. 
I see, yes. Okay. It's no. less than a dollar. It's cents, 50 cents, 30 cents. It's available to everybody. Mm -hmm. So, uh, also, because you mentioned growing up drinking coffee, do uh, ch at how age do children and kids start drinking coffee in Brazil? You know, I, 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 uh, I have had children abroad. So, and my, and my eldest son, who was born in Brazil, I didn't like coffee, but never occurred to me to tell my child mm -hmm. if he had a cup of coffee not to drink it. Because you see, there, there, there is a lot to be said about coffee. And, um, and uh, honestly, yes, coffee is acidic. Yeah. Certain beans like, like the Arabica bean is more acidic than the Robusta bean, yes. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but the Robusta bean has more caffeine than the Arabica bean. And we know that acrylamide is unhealthy and acrylamide is a byproduct of the roasting and it's a carcinogenic. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. But um, honestly, if you look at everything that children are eating today and drinking, I think they, they eat and drink more harmful foods than, than coffee. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> per se. Exactly, yeah? exactly. And of course, if you go and order one of those mocha chinos, frappu, delis, whatever they do, you are then consuming high fructose corn syrup, a large amount of sugar. A milk is not healthy for you, and everybody talks about that. And there's the whole um, don't drink milk movement because it's saturated fat. Yeah. So, really, coffee has been put in a bag of uh, harmful substances to consume. But really, I, I, I challenge people who says coffee is bad for you because I have read a number of research where coffee actually even boosts your immune system. Mm -hmm. So coffee is not really bad for you. What is bad for you is how you consume your coffee. Yeah, exactly. What would you say to be the, uh, how many cups of coffee do you, do you think is healthy for someone to drink uh, each day, and, and and how many do you think is not healthy? I, you know, I I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just tell you what I do. Mm -hmm. I usually have two cups in the morning of my, you know, like I told you, I have the coado apparatus, but I uh, hardly ever make it. I just drink americano because I have a machine, which is the modern version of a coado coffee. Yeah. So I have two, gla uh, two cups of that. I don't take sugar. I don't take milk. No pingado for me. Wow. And um, and then if I go out in the, uh, after lunch or I'm in a meeting, someone offers me a coffee, I'll have it again. I usually do not drink coffee in the evenings. It's not my practice. But in Brazil, people at six, seven o'clock at night are having their café con leite with their pãozinho, mm. which is their bread, their yeah. sandwich and their café con leite because they are not going to have dinner. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing about coffee, uh, you know, not uh, not making you sleep well, you know, I debate that because that is not how I grew up. And yeah. that's not what I personally yeah. experienced. But I do have to tell you that some people that may have not grown up with coffee, maybe my whole family gave me the coffee gene, if so to speak. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't have jitters or insomnia yeah, right exactly uh, 
And so it's difficult to comment, but I do believe, uh, you know, if you go and you order coffee full of things that is altered, yeah. that has pumpkin spice and all that stuff, that's not definitely not coffee. Yeah, that's exactly. definitely another drink. Totally agree. You yeah. know, totally and agree. if coffee gets a bad rap from from these drinks, that's not fair to coffee. Exactly. But coffee by itself, it's wonderful. And yeah. you can acquire taste if you drink good coffee. And I'm sure at Cicitano, you are going to do um, a very good blend or you're going to source very good coffee. And then you're going to roast and let people try the roast that appeals to their taste. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to try drink coffee pure so that you learn what coffee is and you acquire the correct taste. And yes. then you buy the blend or the roast that appeals to your taste. And then you don't need to to taint with it, to yes. add makeup, as I call it, to exactly. it. Exactly. It's, it's so true, yes. We will be offering the best, most premium uh, coffee uh, uh, to, our, to our customers, for sure. Since we're talking about coffee and, and Brazilian coffee, where in Brazil is the best uh, Brazilian coffee produced? Which In which part of Brazil? Minas Gerais. Minas Gerais has that? the best uh, beans. Where is Minas Gerais for people that are not familiar with Brazil? If you look at the Brazilian map, would be a, a state three quarters up from the south to mm -hmm. the north, three quarters up. Yeah. Above São Paulo State, Rio de Janeiro, mm -hmm. it's the the state to the above Rio de Janeiro, Espírito Santo, slightly to the left, and they have a great mountainous region there yeah. where the altitude and the climate is dry the altitude is high and it's very good for coffee yeah from my experience flying from rio to belo horizonte which is the capital of uh, minas gerais um it, it takes about right. an hour and a half two hour flight right yes yes okay, so. um the um the best harvest from minas gerais mm -hmm. occurs between may and september Okay. And um, Minas Gerais, it's in the southeast of Brazil. Okay. And it is about, uh, like you said, about yeah, two-hour flight. I would say from from Rio, from São Paulo. Yeah, Rio. yeah, mm -hmm. Rio. Yes, correct. What about uh, cafe? Cafe from from Bahia. Um, I don't know much about um, ca cafe from Bahia, but uh, I would say. That probably would taste um, different than the café from Minas Gerais. I don't know mm -hmm. if I ever actually drank any coffee from Bahia. Mm -hmm. Because Bahia is um, uh, northeast of Brazil. Yes. And it's a salty area because you are on the, the ocean. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So I would, I would say... That in Bahia, probably your your harvest would be uh, longer than mm -hmm. it, what it is in Minas Gerais. Yes, but definitely a different uh, a different taste. Yeah, yeah. I was having lunch with another a Brazilian friend of mine uh, in Shenzhen, and he's also he's in a coffee business. He was telling me that his best coffee come from from Salvador and from from Bahia, which is in the northwest of Brazil. So I wanted also to get your feedback, which is very interesting to hear that. From uh, you saying uh, the uh, cafe from Minas Gerais is best, but it, it's it's interesting because you can have two very big producing uh, regions and coffee regions in Brazil, and each make different types of a little bit different uh, types of coffee. So that's good. That gives us more options. 
Now, let's talk about... I would love to try your yeah. friend's coffee. When you have it, let me know. Yes, I definitely will, and I will put you in touch with him. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, for sure. Now, tell us about... Since we're talking about Brazilian coffee, and this show is about Brazil and Brazilian coffee, what makes Brazilian coffee special from all the other coffees from the, around the world? I, I think the fact that, um, as I told you before, uh, we don't blend. So, for example, the reason why I have not had café from Bahia mm -hmm. is because I live in the south. I, I am from Paraná State, down south, close to Argentina. Yeah. And I buy local coffee. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and I have a taste for that local coffee. And, uh, and there is no blend in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is. So let me correct that. There is a blend, but it's not common that mm -hmm. people would buy blends. Okay. People would buy the brand. And usually they buy their local brands. Mm -hmm. So I have not had yet, I think, a coffee from Bahia yet. Okay. And Brazil uses Arabica bean. Yes. Okay. So we, we, we drink Arabica bean. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's say if you if you look at the uh, German blends or Italian blends, they're buying not only coffee from all over the world, because there is no coffee tree growing in Italy or in Germany. Yes. You know, they are known for their great ability to blend the coffee, ro roast and blend. Mm -hmm. But they're also blending with different beans, like Robusta. Yes. Very true, very yeah. true. So Brazil is special because... It, uh, you know, there are many producing regions, like like Bahia is one, uh, uh, Minas Gerais is another one. Locations in Minas Gerais, not only the mountainous region, but the Cerrado region, uh -huh. the Chapada region. Yes. Right? And then and there is coffee from the north of Paraná, where I'm from. Okay. I was born in Londrina okay. and grew up in Curitiba. Yeah. And uh, the mountains of Espírito Santo also make coffee. So um, um, coffee in Brazil is one, one type of bean, many types of roasts, many brands, but no blend. I see. Very good. Very interesting. Thank you for those uh, details. Now, I'm going to ask you... Uh, uh, something very, I mean, uh, we're talking uh, in our company, Sistano, we're, we're focusing more on the espresso. I want to hear what is the difference between the Brazilian espresso and the Italian espresso, if there is any. Well, I don't really uh, like ristretto or espresso uh -huh. because it's too strong for my taste. Okay. And usually, espresso is done, uh, is, is ground a dark roast. Okay. So it's extremely strong and it's extremely bitter. I see, okay. Right? Yeah. And if I drink yeah. a, a, a espresso, I try to put it at the back of my tongue. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So I wait for it to pull down and then I kind of do it like a shot, like you would do a tequila. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know? And the times I drink espresso are just like a pick me upper and it wasn't like. Oh, I love it, right? Yeah, but yeah. you do acquire the taste afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I think my first espresso was, in fact, in Italy ah. in 1986. Ah, that, that was actually, you just read my mind. I was asking and, uh, my I remember, next question. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about your very first espresso. Do you remember the moment, the atmosphere, the location, the people who were with you? 
the time of the day, the weather, your mood prior to, during, and after drinking your espresso, and so on and so forth. Try to be as detailed <laughs> as possible. Just have a fight. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> so we're talking okay. about Italy, yeah. Right. So I was, I, I was um, about uh, 15, 16 years old. No, yeah, 19, about yeah, 16 years old. And I was traveling with my sister and my brother-in-law who were uh, uh, whom I was living with and I remember that um, we were traveling on a budget we were staying um, in Venice uh, doing a tour of Italy and because we were traveling on a budget and they were a couple I was sleeping in the bathtub of the hotel so I could give them some privacy <laughs> that's interesting so, Oh my God, it was weird. But you know, hey, at that hey. age, you do anything, right? Uh, was the bathtub uh, comfortable? <laughs> no. <laughs> did you but, get a, uh, did you put a I, pillow? I had like a like a duvet comforter on the bottom, ah. and uh, of course, uh, pillows on the side, and I made it work. And it was a nice weather to begin with. It was very windy and rainy when we were there. And then um, we were visiting um, um, some glass factories, doing all the touristic things in Venice. And then I told my sister, I think I need a coffee because I, it was tiring. And then obviously we sat in a wonderful cafe and, um, and uh, with all that wind and stuff. And we ordered, the, she ordered the Italian coffee. And of course, espresso came. <laughs> and, and I remember having this, you know, when you drink some kind of... Uh, a, 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 um, um, a healthy drink that is very sour, and uh, and I remember not liking it at all. Mm-hmm. Having my first experience, like like squinting and going, oh, that is strong. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I've I've heard of people sleeping on balconies, uh, <laughs> but never heard of anyone sleeping actually in a bathtub. That's amazing. <laughs> well, probably they were not traveling with newlyweds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, my good friend, uh, my good Italian friend from Toronto, Antonio, was on the first podcast told us that in Italy having an espresso is a very intimate moment as you're sharing a special moment with a friend, family or relative. Is it the same in Brazil? No. I think it's so ingrained in our culture. Mm-hmm. I would say it's even part of our vocabulary. For example, um, what would you say to a friend that you want to have a conversation would say, oh, let's have a coffee or would you say, hey man, let's, let's grab a beer? I, I, you know, it's like yeah. that. It's an expert. Yeah, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So this is it. It's part of even our language and how we express ourselves. When we want somebody to come over for a chat, mm-hmm. we say, oh, come for a small coffee at my home. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, let's have dinner at home. Yes. You know, no. Mm-hmm. People, people will drop by to have a small coffee with you and a chat like the English have their English tea. Mm, yes, exactly. You know, it, it's like that. So I wouldn't say it's an intimate moment. It's just, it's just so part of whom we are mm-hmm. and our our vocabulary, our language, and, and 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 that's how we communicate. And we use coffee to socialize yeah. or to be an excuse for a break. 
you know, and, 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 and it's polite. It's like in China, when you go to a factory, when you go and meet someone in their office, they bring the water, the hot water, the tea, right? Yes. We bring the coffee. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Very well. You, you, thank you. You shared with us a very funny um, uh, moment when you said that you were you slept in, uh, in the bathtub. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you have any other interesting, funny or special espresso moment or story or coffee, funny coffee moment that you experienced while enjoying a coffee or enjoying an espresso throughout your life and throughout your, your travels around the world? Well, I think for me growing up, um, my parents never taught me really anything about coffee. I became interested in coffee when I went abroad. Mm -hmm. And then I met people that would buy beans rather than the ground coffee. Okay. And I never understood why. It's so much more work. You have to buy these beans and then you have to grind it up and you have to buy the machine, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then I started learning why. So I think, you know, the great thing is even as a Brazilian, I came from a singular only culture of drinking coffee, yeah. which others don't have. Mm -hmm. But then it was with people that don't grow coffee in their countries that I truly learned about coffee. Yeah. And I started reading and then I started learning, wow, if you if you get your coffee already grounded, it's not really fresh. Mm -hmm. Right? Because coffee, fresh coffee is a completely different experience. Absolutely. And yeah. that's why Sisitano will do very well because I know that that's what you're going for. You're Absolutely. going for grounding your coffee or even selling the beans to people who want to grind their own so that it doesn't oxidize as fast. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah, and all this thing about uh, put you know grinding the coffee and putting in a vacuum packed bag. Yes, ah. you, you slow down the oxidation, but still, mm. it's not fresh. Exactly, <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yeah, and uh, you've been around the world. You've lived in many countries. You've had coffees around the world. Uh, what would you say to be your, your favorite coffee from which which type of? Uh, first of all, have you noticed what differences have you noticed between having coffee, say, in, in England versus uh, the U.S. or Brazil and other places? And which one would you say is your favorite? Try to be as neutral as possible. I only know your answer, but I want it to be as neutral as possible. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, and I will say this: um, it's not because um, I am Brazilian, but this is what I grew up with. Yes, I course. like arabica bean coffee, and mm -hmm. I like mild or mostly medium roast. Mm -hmm. So okay. if I go anywhere in the world and they they give me dark roast or extra dark roast or a medium roast that is uh, very strong, it's not I'm not going to like it. Yeah. So for me it, it's basically let's take Brazilian, let's take the region and uh, let's take the region and the type of bean. I think it is the roast. Okay. I think People who don't do not drink macchiatos or white coffee or, or mochas, that they drink coffee like I do, they then would be uh, hooked on a type of roast. I see. Okay. And yeah. then the bean, uh -huh. because obviously a robusta is very, very um, uh, uh, bitter. Yes. So yes. if you mix robusta with arabica, you get the kick of the caffeine. And, and the, the mildness of the, the Arabica. And some people claim they drink coffee because of the kick. 
So they like blends because they have more uh, uh, Robusta, which has more caffeine. Um, but uh, I don't know if I am hooked in coffee because of the kick. I really don't feel the kick. I can go without coffee if there is no coffee. Or if there's bad coffee, I won't drink it. Mm -hmm. I see. I, uh, for example, some people love the Chinese coffee from Yunnan. I absolutely detest it. Why? You know, I think it's, well, it probably is the roast. Ah, okay. Because the way, because I don't know uh, how they're roasting it, and they roast it very dark, and it doesn't appeal to me. It's too bitter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people say, oh, it's excellent coffee. Even from Africa, Ethiopia, all these uh, ascending regions of coffee, right? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, for me... If I could, if I could go to a location or have some somewhere like Sisitano, where I could order. Okay, I want to try the Ethiopia uh, coffee, but can you blend it for me, mild, mm, nice. and deliver to my door? Mm -hmm. I think that would be something I would be definitely interested in. Well, that's an idea. We'll definitely uh, consider that because that's we want to offer the best coffee from around the world to our to our uh, customers. So keep. Uh, Uh, we will keep you posted on that for sure, for sure. And we will keep that in mind. And um, one last question for you. As a Brazilian coffee lover and expert, do you have any tips for all the espresso lovers and coffee lovers out there on how to best enjoy their espressos and their coffee? I, I think that um, try not to buy your coffee in a regular supermarket. I think, you know, and why, why do I think Sisitano is going to be and is already a great company? Because you are educating people on their coffee. And I think it, coffee is a discovery of your own taste. So don't go mainstream. Go niche. Very Look for your coffee where people can offer you niches, mm -hmm. you know bring the real experience to you because you don't know what you will like. Yes. And if you keep buying it in a supermarket, in a vacuum pack bag, and you're buying, and I'm not going to say because I do not want to tarnish brands, right? That's mm -hmm. not the idea. Yes. But, it, you know, a brand that is very mainstream for coffee mm -hmm. and everybody buys it because it sounds good and it's, it's what people hear because they recognize the brand. You are never going to really drink a good coffee. I agree. So... That would be my, my recommendation. Discover your coffee. Join niche companies that are trying to understand coffee. They are doing coffee products and, and offering you things that you can discover a good coffee. That's so fair. you can actually drink coffee and not something else. Real coffee, not uh, yes. you know, commercial and packaged coffee. I agree. That's basically what we, our mission and vision to bring real coffee to people, not the the uh, corporate or, uh, you know, packaged version of what coffee is, is uh, uh, that they want you to believe to be. But we want to, to bring the real, authentic, original, traditional coffee to, uh, to people. So, yes, that's very well. And speaking of that, when I was at your house the other day, you, 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 when you made the coffee coado, what was the coffee that you used? Because I really loved the, the taste of it. It was very good coffee. We have a, a friend here in China who is Brazilian. He is not originally from the coffee business. He ran into the coffee business because his partner, whom he, he calls brother, um, uh, the family, his family is in the coffee business. And his brother partner in a partnership with him brought a uh, hundred tons of um, green coffee beans from Brazil. 
Wow. From a farm of their relatives. And they had no plan. They thought they just could sell green coffee bean. Mm-hmm. Well, they realized it, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then what they decided to do, and in fact, now he set up a company and he's starting to distribute it B2B to small cafeterias. Okay. Is he roasts the coffee on demand and he private labels it. So you like the coffee because it was fresh. Mm -hmm. And although it was a medium roast, and I prefer mild roast, I can drink his medium roast because it's very, very good. So again, it's the roasting and it's the freshness of the coffee. Mm -hmm. Green beans can last 25, 30 years. Wow. But the roasted beans, you know, you should consume within a month. Yes. And then when you grind the beans, you should consume within a week. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing that uh, grinding and putting in the fridge is completely wrong. Now, I've learned that this is just, I don't know, you know, it's not good. It may be good to remove the, the smell from the fridge, mm-hmm. but then it's all in your coffee. And your coffee is wet wow. and it's even more oxidized. So coffee should be drunk um, uh, fresh. And I got the bag from him the week before you visited me. Mm-hmm. So that coffee maximum is about three weeks old. Wow. Very nice. That's good. From which part of Brazil is that coffee from? I mean, uh, Minas, uh, Minas, Minas Gerais. I see. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's amazing. So I'm definitely going to reach out to him because I'm interested to, to, to hear more about uh about his story is, is an amazing coffee expert. And I love his coffee, so we'll try to get him on the show as well. And yes. do you have any uh, any final tips for our listeners before we uh, we finish our our awesome, very interesting and and uh, informative podcast today? Do you have any other no. final tips? Well, it's ten forty six here. Just go out for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee time, yes, very well. Coffee time. Well, yes. yes. When it's time for coffee, it's sissy tunnel time. Yes, for sure. Okay. Well, yes. I, I can't thank you enough. My, my my awesome friend it was a pleasure to meet you, and even more, very grateful that you uh, invited me to your home so you can show me how you make uh, Brazilian coffee the Brazilian way the Coado way I I have tried uh, Coado coffee when I was in Brazil but I never saw how it was actually made because I was always uh-huh. going, I was I always go to the local you know Barzinho local uh, bakery whatever and get my coffee and I didn't know how it was made that was something very I mean I just loved it I was I, I loved it so much that I I videotaped it and I will post the video on on the show notes for people to see how it's made and I will send you a copy as well so thank you very much thank you that's wonderful and 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 look I think that uh, in your next trip to Brazil you should actually go inside these bakeries these barzinhos and film it because there are things that I don't even know yes. that you would discover as well <laughs> yes I am actually planning a trip to Brazil sometime next year to go to go do that and i will actually go to a coffee plantation to get as deep as possible in coffee in the coffee uh, our co- coffee culture in brazil so we'll definitely let you know all right all right thank you thank you for having me and i enjoyed it i love talking to you you're a wonderful um interviewer <laughs> you're very welcome it was my, my pleasure well uh thank you very much and have a great day thanks a lot oh you too you too Bye-bye. bye bye bye